0: Welcome everybody, welcome to worship. Welcome to Schweitzer Today. It's really good to be with you, thanks for being here. Wherever you're at today, we're glad you're here. I'm Jim, it's a privilege to be with you. I serve as a pastor here, also our host for this experience today. We're beginning a new sermon series called The Way of Wisdom, as we're exploring God's gift of wisdom, how do we receive that, uh, what's that look like in our everyday lives. And so Pastor Jason's gonna lead us in a sermon today and you don't want to miss it and speaking of this uh, sermon and sermon series if you'd like to go deeper uh, we have a way to do that there's sermon questions and more go to sumc.co next and check that out if you're a guest with us today really glad you're here we have a gift for you to receive that check in with us and we'll send out a starbucks gift card to you right away enjoy some brew on us And Now let's hear from Stephanie who's going to tell us more about what's going on at Schweitzer.
1: Hi, I'm Stephanie. School is out and the summer season has officially begun, and we are so excited again this year to be taking VBS out into our communities. Last year, we hosted VBS in neighborhoods in Springfield, Ozark, Nixa, even in Kansas City, and many other areas. If you're interested in being a host this year, we would love to have you. It's super easy and we provide all of the items that you need to host a VBS in your very own backyard. If you're interested in signing up to be a host or to sign your child up to attend a neighborhood VBS, please find us at sumc.co slash VBS. It's been a couple of years since we've added commemorative garden pavers to the Schweitzer Prayer Garden. This is a really special way to honor or remember a loved one or a special event. If you're interested in having a commemorative engraved paver placed this summer in the Schweitzer Prayer Garden on the backside of our property, please let us know by filling out a form at sumc.co slash next or by stopping by the Information Center after the service. One last thing, we want to remind you that while you're out and on the go this summer, a great way to stay connected is with our online services. You can watch live on Sunday morning at 9 or 1030 or anytime on YouTube. Wherever you are, you can join us in worship and hear the sermon. Once again, we're so happy to have you with us this morning. Let's continue in worship.
0: Thanks, Stephanie. We appreciate you. We invite you to engage today. There's a chat feature on your screen. Say hi to your friends and give us your insights. Also, receive prayer. If you'd like to do that, there's a prayer button for you. And now, let's worship together. Let's worship
2: Oh, Lord, my God. So... Joy shall feel
0: As we come to this time of prayer together, we thank God for the gift of prayer, for the gift of relationship, being together and then holding each other up and encouraging each other. Uh, This morning, let's pray centered in wisdom, a gift from God. So I'll begin and then I'll invite us all to pray together uh, as a community. Uh, Let's pray. Holy God, kind, kind Father, we thank you for your gifts, your desire for the best of us, the the goodness and mercy and grace that you pour into our lives. So we open ourselves today for wisdom. Give us wisdom. Help us to know in this life uh, your desires, your leading and guiding. God, uh, we trust you. Help us not to focus on ourselves, but for your good and holy purposes. And and now I, uh, I invite us, wherever we're at today, Let's pray for what we are needing, what we are seeking in our lives for God's uh, wisdom, whatever that may be. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of wisdom, for the uh, discerning of your whispers and your voice in our lives. And so we, uh, again, we, we thank you, Lord, uh, that you bring us together as a community and that we can pray together. And now let's continue uh, praying together through the Lord's Prayer. Let's pray with humility and boldness and confidence in saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now as we come to this time of offering, we thank you for your giving. Your giving reflects God's character. God is good and generous. God gives and gives and gives. And as we give back, we reflect the image of God in our in our homes and neighborhood and community. So again, we thank you. Your giving helps support ministries all over this campus and beyond there. I mean, right here in, in the Outreach Center from youth to the pantry to the far side of campus, supports uh, kids and the garden. Your giving matters. Thank you for your giving and and you can continue to give. We all can through through going to sumc.co slash give. We really appreciate your gifts. Thank you.
3: Schweitzer. I'm Jason. Today we are kicking off a new sermon series called The Way of Wisdom. And we're going to be taking a look mostly at the book of Proverbs, but also some of the book of Ecclesiastes. Now these two books come to us from the poetic books of the Bible. You'll find them right after the Psalms, and generally they employ poetry as the vocal device to bring us the word of the Lord. These writings speak of wisdom, wisdom that we all need for living our daily lives. They tend to speak of daily occurrences in life. Let's take a listen to the first few lines of Proverbs 1, as Proverbs has for us, tells us what its purpose is and how we can engage in it. Here are the opening lines. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right, just, and fair. As I listen to those words, as you listen to those words, the opening that comes to my mind, the thing that is, that comes to my mind almost instantly are Jesus's words from John 14. After the disciples ask him to show them the way to the Father, Jesus says these words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So much of life, so much of what we do in a day in and day out basis is spent and invested around answering a fundamental question of life. Are we on the right path? Are we carrying out the purposes for which we're made? This is a question that that marks the human existence. It's part of the human dilemma. And history, if you look at it, shows us that everybody wrestles with this question. Everyone, regardless of creed or technology, carries this struggle. And the Lord knows this. And the Lord has a way of speaking to our questions, both about our purpose and how we're supposed to thrive day in and day out in everyday living. The Lord not only does some, or the Lord not only gives us something to believe in, a hope for heaven, but the Lord also shows us and teaches us how to live in such a way that justice, righteousness, and fairness can be brought to bear in the everyday life that we live in right now. This is a, there's something that we have to do to receive this gift. We've got... To pursue the Lord. We've got the trust that the Lord has spoken. We are in a time where there's a sense of equivalency or an equivalency factor between what the scriptures have to say and all kinds of other words that are written and present in our world. Yet the scriptures make a claim about themselves and the church has found this to be true. People who've read the scriptures have found this to be true that the scriptures themselves, these words that are recorded for us and delivered to us, carried across the centuries. These words are more than just mere words of wisdom and good instruction from other people, but the scriptures are God-breathed, and the words that come to us are useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. We oftentimes, and even through this series, and even in what I've already said today, We oftentimes get hung up on who writes things or who edits things. What were the scribes thinking? What were they really interacting with? You know, what the scriptures attest to us and speak to us is that they are a witness to us, a revelation to us of God himself. This book is not like every other book. It brings to us, when we come to it with an open heart and fresh eyes, it brings to us a fresh voice of the living God for our own day. We need a fresh exposure of the scriptures. Some of us need to be exposed to the scriptures and we need to be exposed to the revelation of God for the first time. Some of us have read the scriptures, but the scriptures have been setting on a shelf somewhere. Uh, starting on June 22nd, I want to invite you, if you're open to it, to taking up an eight-week reading of the Gospel of Mark. It will start... June 22nd will go through August 10th you can sign up at sumc.co slash groups if you're interested and I'll offer two times for you to be a part of something like this where we bring ourselves to the text and we read what Jesus is up to two times 5 30 in the morning via zoom and 5 30 at night on in person and on campus again you can go to sumc.co slash groups for more information if you want to be a part well let's continue with what the Proverbs have to say Proverbs 1, 4 through 6 says this, For giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. We continue as we, as we go through this text to hear the purpose of the text, that the simple would gain knowledge, that the young would grow in their discretion, that the wise would add to their discerning. We're encountering, who this letter is for. It's people who, who live across the spectrums of age. There's a place where all of us need to grow in wisdom and to gain understanding. I was talking with a neighbor recently who works on a podcast and that reaches several thousand people every week. She recalled how she was interviewing a successful business leader, and he told her that his own practice in life is to write down things that he's learned, important things that he's learned. And his writing is is brief. It's about five pages in in length. But it's an ongoing document. It's something he comes back to often. He says, because I've written things down that I've learned, and then I relearn them along the way, and then I have to re-relearn them. The writer says, in the pages of the Proverbs, there is something here for all of us. Some of us have degrees and some of us have none. Some of us are initially wondering what does it look like to walk in the ways of wisdom and others of us have done it for a while. The thing that jumped out to my own mind was a number of memes that I've been seeing across social media. You know, the ones that say how it started and how it's going. I think we've got a picture of you uh, for you of, of my son when he was just a young lad and this is how it started and this is how it's going in his life. And I think about how the Proverbs speak to that. Like, uh, as, a, as a father, I needed pearls of wisdom to help me understand how to be a dad to just a baby. And now as he's getting to launch in and start his own family, I need the pearls of wisdom to speak to me so that I might share with him. There is a sense that when we come to the Proverbs, there is something for all of us. There is one attribute, however, that the writer considers To be an incredible vice that gets in the way of, of our walking in the ways of wisdom. And that is to have the mind or the heart or the way of a simpleton. And that is the person who rejects knowledge or who doesn't want to learn or who rejects sound advice and mocks good counsel. They become in the words of the writer, a fool who eats the bitter fruit of living their own way. So the writer says, listen here. I'm going to deliver up the words of Solomon, the wise king, the son of David. And I'm delivering these up so that you can walk in wisdom and righteousness. And then the writer goes on to say, there is an invitation. Come and listen to this counsel. I'm going to share my heart with you that you, I'll make you wise. And this invitation doesn't just come from the writer, but actually this invitation is coming from God himself. Because the Lord is the source of wisdom. And so where do we begin? We hear that we need wisdom. We hear that there's an invitation. Where do we begin to get wisdom? This is where the writer brings us and the text brings us to chapter 1, verse 7, where it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear this again. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You know, fear can be, perceived and viewed from a number of perspectives. Sometimes we're afraid. We get fear that comes to us because of outside danger or imminent harm. There are outside sources that can cause fear within us. Other times there are inside causes for our fear. Sometimes it's a conscience that uh, there's been something that we've said or we've done and, and we're about to be exposed and so we have fear from what might come. Sometimes it's other reasons on the inside of our life why we have fear. But there's another kind of fear, a fear I think that we don't see quite often enough, we don't identify with, but it's a, a fear that all of us can encounter and, and we're invited to enter into. It's the fear of exhilaration, of what's unknown and yet what is incredible, of what we're made for. As I think about this kind of fear and the fear of the Lord, I, I think that's exactly what the writer has in mind. There is a way of life that at some point scares us, yet it is what we are made for. Uh, I've got a couple of pictures that look like this uh, from from my own life. One is of my grandmother. So she's about 85, and she's sitting on a teeter-totter in one of the parks here in Springfield. And she is just enjoying life. Uh, She's entering into all of life at 85 years of age. There's another picture that I have in my own mind that I never captured with a camera, but it's of her at Silver Dollar City with her grandkids and great grandkids riding a roller coaster. That's what it looks like, I think, to have fear of exhilaration, the fear that that there is something incredible that I know may be outside of the realm of what I might do or should do. Yet it's calling to me and there's really a joyfulness that is around the corner I think it is this fear that Peter has when Jesus calls him to get out of the boat and walk on the water. It's this kind of fear of exhilaration, of trusting in the Lord and yet wondering how the Lord is going to pull it off. Of the people who have a friend who is sick and yet they take their friend to Jesus and they can't get to him because the crowd is huge. And so they go up on the roof and they pull the roof off in hopes that their friend will be healed. It is this fear who hear Jesus say, go to the tomb where Lazarus is buried and roll away the stone because I want to bring something new into life. It is this fear that the women have who go to the tomb of Jesus himself, not knowing what is ahead of them, but are compelled by love. It is this fear that we might call the fear of the Lord. That is what actually gives us the courage to walk humbly, in new steps of faith. It is the fear of the Lord that steps us up and calls us out to start to walk in the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus. Thinking of our own station and our own situation, maybe we say to ourselves, we've never really walked in the way of the Lord. Well, today can be a day when we start. Or maybe as we look at how life is going, We say, it's been a while since we've walked in the way of the Lord where we've sought, or in the fear of the Lord where we've sought the wisdom of God. Well, maybe today it's time to start again, start afresh, start anew. Lo Alleman is a poet and a year ago, he wrote down a number of of poems and put them into a book called We Sang a Dirge. And near the end of his book, There's a poem entitled, And Still Hope. And Lo Alleman wrote down these words. Hope comes like the first moment of morning when the sun seeps through the sky to wake a dreaming earth. When day declares an end to the night and a chance to begin all over again. Friends, as we step into a study, looking at the Proverbs, know this we are invited to hear the Lord speak to us about His wisdom, His grace, and His truth, and to walk in that way. And whether we've been doing it or not, all of us are invited afresh today to a new morning to begin to walk in the way of the fear of the Lord. Jesus reminds us of this promise and this invitation every time we come to His table. And we hear his words and we see the action. We see the bread broken for us because it's a, a reminder of the promise he made to us that he loves us, he cares about us. He gave his life so that we might have life, that we might become the friends, and the sons and the daughters of God. And when he takes the cup and he says, this is a promise of a new covenant I make with you. Whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup, they will have fellowship with me. So today, we're reminded that the Lord has revealed himself. He's given us his wisdom. He's made an invitation to us to come to him to receive his life into our lives so that we might walk on the way of wisdom with him. Would you pray with me? Kind Father, we give you thanks that you have given us Christ and that you've given us your revelation of yourself and these words that can speak to our hearts. We pray that you would feed us and nourish us from the bread of life and the cup of salvation. We pray that you would do your work of transformation in our hearts and our minds. And we pray that as we go about our daily lives, we would be people who are immersed in your your scripture, we would be people who are immersed in your wisdom, so that we might know life, live life, and give life to all those that we come in contact with. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.
0: Thanks, everybody, for being here today. It's been a great day of worship. Special thanks to Stephanie for keeping us connected, for Jason for that message. Thanks so much. And speaking of this message and wisdom, share this on social media with your families and friends. We can all use wisdom on our lives. And so we'll see you back next week for week two of The Way of Wisdom. See you next week.